0: Welcome to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And today is our very final episode of 2020, the year that we thought would never end is coming to an end, and we wanted to spend a little bit of time today, you know, just discussing our favorite books of the year, maybe some of our reading plans or goals for the next year, and maybe some of the favorite books that we ended up pitching to each other in our first two seasons.
1: I can't believe we've already, like, finished this year out. It is mind-boggling to me that we started this podcast in February of 2020, just a month before the world turned... (laughs) all on its head and we are now finishing up this year two seasons in I've read more for because of this podcast than I ever could have imagined found some absolutely
0: amazing
1: books and now we're here to recap it
0: yeah and definitely I think the um the joy of talking about books has been like, like returned to me through the podcast, mm-hmm. because yeah. I think we mentioned this when we did the Wild at Heart uh, review, where there was just something different of being like, oh my god, I can't wait to talk about this, I can't wait to talk about this, mm-hmm. and it just, it's a little bit different than in DMs or over text message, uh, which obviously, like, we all do voice memos anyway, but yeah, I definitely, I mean, I have read more this year than I ever have, and read more outside of my comfort zone than and I feel like the term comfort zone is so like subjective and odd because like what qualifies as a comfort zone you don't know what you like until you try it so I think I've Mm -hmm. just read a lot more without like any inhibition
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I think, I mean, it's no secret that I'm someone that is very easily influenced. So if someone tells me (laughs) to read something, I'll pick it up. And I did that more this year than I ever – I just, like, trusted people. And it's crazy to think that – I remember – I I think it was Hannah at Book Nerd Native um, that said, like, she misses the feeling of walking into a bookstore and, like, not knowing any of the books – Mm -hmm. Uh, before and just kind of like like blindly going through them all and picking up one that sounds good because on you know on bookstagram on the internet like we have so much information accessible to us and so many people talking about books and so there's like way less um, of that like Oh, I have never seen that cover before. Or getting thing. drawn
0: in by the cover, or yeah, um, or the
1: description on the back, yeah,
0: or like oh, I I heard about that author on you know a morning show or on the radio or something. Let me go check them out. I so it's so strange because I used to love go like the bookstore was like so relaxing for me, and I would just like go in and let myself browse and now I Mm -hmm. feel very like when I go in without a plan and I go in without like because then I just get frustrated because I'm like I want a book and there's no book here that I want or like Mm -hmm. and part of that is like with the pandemic I I feel like it's going in and just browsing is not possible anymore because I can't just go in and – it's not responsible to go in there and spend a significant amount of time. That's not fair to the employees who have to be there. Um, so I feel better going in with a plan. But now I I miss the feeling of – I miss that air of mystery a little bit. Yeah. But I do – even though, like, yesterday I spent so much time being like, ooh, what's coming out in 2021 that I'm excited about? Because it's just a different – it's just different, you know? Mm-hmm. It's totally different. So I,
1: I love – like, it's, like, I love being able to recognize books or, like, just being exposed to more books. And book recommendations is probably my favorite thing. Recently, I started, um, like, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this in an episode yet, but I spent a good amount of time on TikTok, which, like, I <laughs> Uh, and my TikTok is a mess right now. I don't know what the uh, algorithm is very confused by me. I very much take on the personality of whatever the main character is of whatever book I'm currently reading. So I think my TikTok
0: like is confused. Cool. By that, I'm just trying to picture what your TikTok looks like right now. <laughs> oh, oh, Phoebe, it's a, it is a mess.
1: It's a mess. Nothing I can say on here without putting the explicit tag. So, <laughs> um, but. I have been getting a lot more book recommendations from my TikTok, uh, which like surprises me. Like a lot more. Like if you liked this, check out these books. And I just like like them all and um, keep saving them because I am intrigued. So I've added to my 2020 TBR a ton of books that have been recommended to me by TikTok, which is so interesting because I don't know any of those people on there. Like. I can't say that I'm like friends with anybody that's like on quote unquote book talk because they're different for the most part they're different than the people that I've connected with on Instagram. There are a couple accounts that um, overlap and especially in the fantasy genre that I really really enjoy their content Um, but for the most part like they're very separate and so I I don't even know if I can like quote unquote trust their recommendations as in I don't know if our preferences are the same yet you know. Mm Mm-hmm. And the new thing that I'm really trying to figure out is revising my STEAM scale and how I correlate my personal STEAM scale
0: to other people's STEAM scale. That's definitely something that's like tough, I feel like now. yeah. So I shared, uh, I have an arc of a book that comes out like the middle of January. And I posted like, oh, like which one, which should I prioritize? And someone was like, oh, that book is cute, but there's no steam. So you may not like it. And I was like, oh, like, but I don't want to miss out on like a book that's still like, it could be a cute romance, but like, will I like not enjoy it? Because I'll just be like, where's the tension, you know?
1: And I started reading, there's this one um, girl that I'll recommend here. If you like romance, she reads... Almost exclusively, if not exclusively, Kindle Unlimited, and so that's been. I do have a Kindle Unlimited account, and that's been a way that I've like added, I guess, filler reads. I Mm want to say, but not in like a demeaning way at all, but just in between, like when I'm reading these huge fantasy series, I sometimes feel like I need to like, like pause before I start the next book, and so I've been doing that by reading short romance and because I'm like reading so many of those in between these big series I just can't afford to buy all those books or wait for them to come in the mail or whatever so I've been doing more ebooks and Kindle Unlimited is great especially for independent authors which is what I've been trying to read a lot more of Um, it's just like discovering independent authors through Kindle Unlimited so especially in the romance genre there are some amazing amazing authors and recommendations so there's this account um I actually also follow her on Instagram it's called, her name is she's not a book account fit teacher Rachel is her name no underscore um no punctuation or anything fit teacher Rachel and she obviously talks about like motherhood and I think she was a teacher I think she's stay-at-home mom now but she uh has a whole like tab for the books that she reads and they're and like does a whole like writing thing and then all of her TikToks are Kindle Unlimited recommendations so that's awesome I've add, yeah I've added several of her recommendations to my list for 2020 and or sorry for 2021 and I have actually read one two five books that she's recommended so far two standalones and then a series and I'm on the third out of the fourth book in the series that she recommended so oh I actually yeah.
0: have been um I don't have Kindle Unlimited um because I, I I don't have a Kindle I use the Kindle app on my iPad and I was like well most of my ebooks are e-arcs anyway but I forgot after after I read Forever Wild on my Kindle app. I just forgot how, like, I actually do really enjoy reading, like, reading on an Mm e-reader. And I don't, I don't know, there's just something, like, it. I think you said when you were reading from Blood and Ash, because you weren't, like, bogged down with, like, the actual size of the book, you read so much faster. Yeah. Um, I feel like I read faster on an e-reader, too, because I'm just, like, I don't know. I I don't know, but I've really been enjoying, um, so that one of my one of my goals my mom always asks me like she's like do you have room for all of your books (laughs) I'm like I mean we are still renting and so like one day I dream of having like built-ins and like a true library and I am a rereader so holding on to books is important to me but like I do want to be a little bit more intentional with my book buying next year which I used to be really good at and then obviously with like 2020 I just was like well this makes me happy and I'm gonna take the happiness (laughs) but I want to be a little bit more intentional so I am gonna try to prioritize e-reader like using my e-reader when I can and then you know at the end of every month if there's a book that I just absolutely loved like I'm still gonna buy books because I'm you know (laughs) not not gonna like take that away from myself but I do think I want to try to prioritize my e-reader just a little bit more. And if there's a book that I really, really loved, and I'll like let myself get the hard copy of it.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what my plan is too. I really love um, the size of the Kindle. And someone told me, and this is like genius, or, or maybe I saw it. Maybe is it to get a pop
0: socket for it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So I got one. Um, it's – uh, the night court in Sydney, insignia, like, could we be any more surprised that I would do that? Um, anyways, so I got one for my Kindle and it is so great. I also like, because it's waterproof and I just like, don't have to wear, like if I were to like take a bath or like bring it to like the beach or on vacation, like it just is a lot more convenient than physical books. So I do really enjoy having it. And the pop socket definitely makes a difference. So I I really do love my e-reader and I want to use it a little bit more with, like I said, Kindle Unlimited. And then what I did, like one of the Kindle Unlimited books I read, I really, really liked. So I ended up, and it was by an independent author. So I ended up buying the hard copy so I could have it in my collection. And that's kind of like my plan of like what I want to do is just continually read as much as possible and then make sure I'm investing not just my time into discovering new authors, but also my money by then buying the physical copy, if I'm able to, of that book. So
0: I I definitely, I I think that's one of the really great things about, because I know Amazon is not the greatest company. I know that like, especially as like, like, we are a dual income household with no children. I'm like, you know, I feel like for, for families, Amazon is so convenient and so easy. Cause you don't have to like, you know, put all your, your kids in the car and all of that. So I'm like, I don't really have an excuse. Uh, but with like the, the options for independent authors on Amazon with Kindle and Kindle Unlimited is just so great. I read a, um, a short story recently that was by an independent author that I found through Kindle. And it was like, a deal of the day where it was like it was free even though like it wasn't on it was free even if you didn't have kindle unlimited and at the end i was like oh wow i was like okay i've got like 25 pages left and then i was like oh like read on for the first chapter in this author's first full-length novel and i was like oh and i really liked it so i'm like okay like is february here yes yeah, now i want to know what, what happens in chapter two <laughs> And then sometimes it's like you are
1: like really in a mood for a book and you finally find like that perfect recommendation and you want it like right away. I'm like an instant gratification person. Mm -hmm. And so that's another really great thing about e-books in general. And for the most part, like, yes, I think specifically we're talking right now about like authors that maybe are only on like, some platforms like Amazon because of their Kindle Unlimited program, which if you listen to our episode with Andrea Norris, she um, mentioned how, like, Kindle Unlimited is a really great platform for independent authors that give them a lot of opportunities and make it pretty easy um, for, like, to go through the mechanics of publishing a book. Mm -hmm. Um, But then on top of that, you also do have, for, like, more popular – popularly read books you can probably get them at your library through their e library like e platform as well as independent bookstores do have ebooks you just have to like ask I think we mentioned this or Kate mentioned this in the bookmarks episode that Mm -hmm. Hummingbird is one of the apps where you can or I guess platforms or interfaces for ebooks so there's lots of options there um, but that's something I want to do more in 2021 and then also just like really like you said Phoebe being intentional with which books I buy and when I buy them and I think I'm going to do a lot more pre-ordering in 2021.
0: I agree I actually have never been I think I don't know if I've mentioned this before I've always not been a huge pre-order person because I am an instant gratification person as well and but then I really have gotten to know and speak to a lot more authors where like pre-ordering is like if you do anything like pre-order a book because especially for a debut author for an author who like or you know an author you really want to support like they're like you know the the James Patterson's of the world do not need do not need your us to pre-order for them I I, I have my first pre-order already for 2021 and I'm like I don't know why I had like a lot of like I was nervous about it but I was like I mean you're gonna spend the money anyway so you might yeah. as well just it will feel like you are getting a present when it just arrives.
1: Mm-hmm. I also think sophomore novels, so the second book that authors write, that's like a really good book to pre-order because mm-hmm. that's something that, like, through talking to authors on you know on the podcast, we've learned that like that the sophomore novel is oftentimes the hardest book for authors. It's really a make-or-break it moment, um, and so to pre-order like. For example, um, Woven in the Moonlight, I know uh, uh, Kaylee at Literary Penguins has like a whole highlight on that book and how much she loves it and like being able to pre-order that book and then also her sophomore book like is just a really great opportunity to like – to bookstores and the author but like mostly the bookstores like hey we really love this book and we really want to make sure you have enough copies and it will allow them to like it will incentivize them to stock their stores with more books so that people who haven't read the first book will come in and they'll say oh this looks really interesting um and there's plenty of copies
0: to buy up you know yeah totally I uh I that's definitely something that I plan on doing more and I really like I was so good about like having like a book journal and all of that until we moved and then it was just like you know when you just get all discombobulated and like I just I got into like a funk of like how I was going to like continue on like since September I guess and I'm staring literally at right now a clean bullet journal that I'm definitely going to set up and just like. I used, and this is, I mean, this is a product of the year in itself. Like, I, like, used to love decorating my planner. Like, it was such a, for someone who, like, has a very anxious mind like me, it was always very calming to, like, set everything out. And, like, that was, like, my me time on Sundays. And then, obviously, like, we all kind of threw our planners out the window this year. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just want to, like, just, I guess, like, I always give myself a word of the year. My word for 2020 was focus and, uh, gonna say, I mean, I focused on you some did. things like I am, I, I, I don't want to sell myself short because I did accomplish a couple of things this year that I'm very, very proud of. Definitely not all of them. And there's such like a fine balance between like honoring your mental health and resting and then knowing when to push yourself and mm-hmm. I'm kind of in a place right now where I'm like, okay, like, I think you you can start pushing yourself a little bit more, Phoebe. Like, you need to, like, not get your head in the game or whatever, but just, like, be... I'm, I'm a very habitual person, and my good habits and my bad habits are very habitual. So, like, staying mm-hmm. up too late, watching YouTube videos, like, I'm very good at that because... Now it's become a habit where I'm like you can spend a little bit of time um on Sundays with a planner again and because it does like calm me down you know and hopefully we will be able to actually schedule a couple of things this year that would be nice and exciting (laughs) yeah Um, I really
1: want to I mean I'm going to set up my 2021 bullet journal probably this weekend Allison at Bujo has her 2021 planner
0: video up. Wait, on did you her see Instagram. The, Did you see what the audio captions generated? Oh yeah, her blood journal. Her <laughs> blood of journal. Her accent.
1: I think that's hysterical. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I will, and I'm, and I get 99% of my ideas from Allison, either because it, she's already done it in a journal, or because I like pester her with questions. So I, I hope to have something up at at some point to like talk about like what i plan for my my book journal because it was one of my favorite things about 2020 Mm -hmm. um so i want to take that into the new year as well um there's also a ton of videos you can get on on YouTube of people doing regular bullet journals and then what I do is I just like think like how can I apply this to a book journal? Like what what about this format could translate well to something that I want to use to track my reading. Um and things that I like to track are um authors, like how many debut authors I I read, like how many backlist books I read, like things like that. I think is really interesting. Um I'm definitely, like, in a backlist mood right now. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of want to, like, do, like, that. Like, I want to, like, discover new authors and then read all their backlists and then discover debut authors. Like, those are, like, the two things that I want to kind of do, which I guess encompasses most things. But, (laughs) Um, okay, let's talk about some favorite
0: books of 2020. Okay. Um, I ended up on an impromptu live with Alexandra at the Bookish Glow yesterday, um, (laughs) where we were just talking about, like, you know, if you look back at your monthly favorites, like, if you gave every month of the year a favorite book, do those, Mm. like, does that automatically make them your favorite books of the year? And it's, like, not necessarily because, um, you know, you could have have had, like, three favorites in – February and then like you had to pick a favorite mm-hmm. for July but it, it's not in your top like 10 mm-hmm. or 12 books whatever and I I guess like the books that just like stick out to me this year are the ones that I have like continually thought about but I just can't like I still have not been able to be like ah my favorite book of the year you know yeah well it's so interesting because I did the um The book
1: bracket in my bullet journal where that's exactly what you do you pick one book a month and you like do this bracket and I it I'm not even going to share it publicly because it was actually impossible to make the choices like you how do you possibly because I read so many varying genres like how in the world do I stack up some like a book like The Hate You Give with like I don't know Akamath or something like that like it's like they're so different genre yeah. and impact and just like it They're and they're so special to me in so many different ways like all my favorite books that it was really hard for me to do that bracket and I realized like I was look, going through I think I think it was my September book picks that was really really hard September or October because I was like I read from Blood and Ash but I also read the um Charlotte Holmes books the Lady Sherlock series. And I was like, I can't pick between those because I literally am obsessed with both of them. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, then they get kicked out. So yeah, and I made my top 20 of 2020 list. And it was like several books I read in one month, then none from another month. Like even books that made my top 12 of the year based on like it being the top book that I read of that month. Like it wasn't even a five-star read for me. So It is really, really interesting to kind of think
0: about that. I had a lot of standout YA this year, which was exciting. Same with The Fire on High, which was not released in 2020 by Elizabeth Acevedo, but her latest book, Clap When You Land. I loved both of those books, and I Mm -hmm. also—I think we talked about Felix Ever After in our recent episode. I loved that book. I loved a book called Meet Me at Midnight. I, I loved those, and then I obviously, like, I read, I loved books like The Vanishing Half. Um, I read The Hearts Invisible Furies this year, which I loved, and then, like, I mean, the, the fantasies that we discovered, so I don't know, and just, like, so many good romances, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm having a really hard time narrowing it down, but obviously, like, I'm the only one who's, like, putting the pressure on myself to narrow it down.
1: Yeah, I also think about books I read in the very beginning of the year. Like, Long Bright River was one of the first books oh I read Oh my god, this that year. was this
0: year? Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: yes. Oh, wow. Came out in January. Um, that was one of the first books I read this year. It was the one of the very first arcs I ever got. And um, I didn't even get it. I didn't get it from a publisher. I got it from my bookstore. They, like, gave me a couple arcs. Um that was the last review. book that I read in an airport. Wow. That's crazy. January thirty first. <laughs> I was yeah. reading that book. <laughs> yeah. So I had I had gotten a couple um books to read to um you know write reviews for the bookstore and uh Long Bright River was one that I was so excited to have for a multitude of reasons uh so that is that was one that like I read so long ago but still feels so impactful to me now mm-hmm. um and House in the Cerulean Sea oh, yes yeah, so like one of my top for sure um anxious people I think we mentioned a lot of these we mentioned in the last episode so I'll kind of just stick with some backlist of my favorite books but I finally read red white and royal blue Mm, 100% loved it loved it loved it and then um the fifth season we read that. We both mm-hmm. read the first one. I haven't finished the series and I need to go back to it. That's like one of my goals for 2021 is to finish out that series and then yeah. read some of her other works because talk about masterful storytelling. I'm trying to think what else we didn't mention. I mean, romance, stan- like one of the greatest things that came out of 2020, I don't even think I need to say this because I think we've it's clear, is Talia Hibbert mm-hmm. and her books. Like I read – my first of hers in 2020 and definitely not my last. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm making my way through her entire backlist and um, that's kind of like what I was saying where I would, like, authors I discovered in 2020 that have like a long backlist, I want to just go and like make it through all those. And for no reason other than like, a writing a review for a book that came out in 2014 is like not really very helpful for other people but like for me it's just like the I the satisfaction of being able to say yes I've read all of her books and I love every single one of them is like Mm. so satisfying
0: yeah okay so this is I want to do like not a prediction but like maybe like just a little like I don't know I'm a very reflective person so I have something to like look back I like having something to look back on um so if maybe we share like one thing that we want to accomplish in 2021, whether it's book related or not, maybe, or like maybe a word of the year or something. Um, okay. So... You go first. Um. Well, uh, my word of the year is intention. Um. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who overworks myself. I am very hard on myself. So along with like book buying and... all of that like I just want to be intentional I read 150 books this year and like while I think that's an amazing accomplishment like I do sometimes worry that some of the joy gets taken away because I'm like not that I focus on the number but the the reasons for reading can get like a little bit like clogged every book Mm -hmm. that I want to read in 2021 I would just want to be excited about it um, I don't want to, like, fall into the hype or anything. So I just want to be intentional with everything that I do, um, including, like, my reading. Yeah.
1: That was my word for
0: 2020.
1: Ooh. Look at that. Ooh. Okay. Word for 2021. I um, will go with some joy. I'm just going to go with joy. Oh, I love that. Because I read, I think I found myself reading a, a few books this year that felt like I was ticking off a box mm-hmm. to like be like I don't know, to not to have to not have FOMO kind of thing. Yeah. And some of those were not the right books for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that in 2021, I really want to prioritize books that bring me joy to talk about, to share with, um, and that like are joyful books, um, I think we could use a little bit more of that in 2021. And there are so many of those and just not feeling any sort of shame or pressure to, you know, only read books that I could talk about in like a corporate setting, but like just reading books that I want to talk about and being able to have conversations about them that make me happy so yeah yeah I agree
0: well I think those are two wonderful things to focus on so we are going to take a little bit of a break just to get back into the swing of things enjoy the holiday time um with our significant others um but if you enjoyed today's episode make sure to leave a review and a rating on apple podcasts and don't forget to subscribe to read it or list it so you never miss an episode
1: and stop by today's
0: instagram post at read or list it pod with your thoughts on today's episode you can find links to everything mentioned in today's episode on our websites readandwrite.com and shelflovebookblog.com and don't forget to follow us on Instagram on
1: our personal Instagrams at read and write and at underscore shelf love underscore
0: like i said we'll be taking a few weeks off so that we can start the new year fresh and come back in january with a brand new series to finish out our second season of read it or list it we also wanted to thank you for spending a little bit of your time with us every wednesday It truly means the world to us to share our love of books with you and when you share your love right back.
1: Yeah so we wish you the happiest and healthiest new year full of new stories and hope.
0: We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me Ashley Chandler and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at read It or listed pod. All rights reserved. 2020.